All right, everybody, welcome back to the world. Today I have on with me Elaine Allen. I'm really psyched about this because honestly, you've gone through a huge um, transition. You've lost a lot of weight. Um, if you were on The Biggest Loser, you would have taken home the gold. <laughs> if there was a point past first place, you would have beat that because, I mean, you, you look really good. Thank um, you. And I'm just, I mean, proud that, like, you've, you've seriously made a huge lifestyle change. And not only have you started working out and eating healthier, um, you're moving more towards um, a spiritualistic that's probably not a word, but uh, more <laughs> towards a spiritual lifestyle um, and implementing um, some things in your life that have made you more patient and calm, open to new people and new ideas. Yeah. Um, and Changes. What, what got you on that path? Uh, life in general. <laughs> things that at uh, a later age that used to serve me <laughs> mm -hmm. as I started looking my life over uh, didn't serve me anymore. And so you either point the finger outward and blame everything else, and that doesn't change anything, or you point the finger back. Mm -hmm. People love to do that. And figure out your own stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's not been an easy process, but, uh, you know, it's perseverance. Mm -hmm. And uh, before my parents passed, you know, it was a request of my mother's to, to work on my health. And so initially it started off, you know, kind of a quest to, to kind of, you know, let her know that I was here and, you know, support of that because it's what helped motivate me in the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but after that it was just kind of adopting it for myself and doing my own thing and it's led me down an interesting path, that's for sure. I'd imagine it. Do you think that taking responsibility for your own life and, and doing things for you has put things in perspective and made you want to work towards yourself even more yeah it's it's the only thing I kind of believe in anymore mm -hmm. so yeah where where do you think this transition happened you know what really inspired you I guess to to light a fire under your ass and just be the best that you can be uh, I don't know that it even was a motivation of that consciousness it was mm -hmm. just uh looking at what wasn't working and kind of at a point where you're just sick of yourself <laughs> <laughs> but you know at the same time just trying different things to see what worked a lot of the time when you know I lived in New Hampshire I uh, tried different ways of like detoxifying and cleansing and things and mm -hmm. just hadn't adopted it as a lifestyle yet and so I just reutilized some of the tools that I already had learned and reapplied them in a different way and started doing more plant-based stuff and uh, you know after sitting idle in a chair prior to a complete knee replacement surgery it gave me enough time to kind of mm -hmm. figure things out so but prior to that, I don't know that I would have motivated me to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, in stillness, sometimes you find the answers you wouldn't ordinarily look for. Yeah, people don't like just sitting down no. and looking into themselves, figuring out what's what's wrong, what's yeah. right, what's helping them, making them happy. Yeah. Um, and don't it's a hard process. It's not easy to sit still, even for just five minutes, <laughs> especially right. if you've never done it before. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I was you know, a person who, you know, I, I believed in a lot of self-help stuff, mm -hmm. but was more kind of outwardly driven and inwardly, inwardly driven. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah, definitely makes you look at things differently. <laughs> Most certainly. And what do you, because I'm sure you found that it's not just one thing um, that'll, that'll fix your life. A lot of people think if they, if they start hitting the gym, They'll be happier, and they certainly will. Mm. But even a good thing, like eating healthy or working out, it can become a negative aspect. You know, there's it's not there's not just one thing that's going to fix your life. It's multiple. Right. Yep. There's multiple things that you have to do, and you have to find a balance with all of them. 
Yeah, well, you know, I had a lot of life changes leading up to uh, a lot of that. Um, you know, I came home to take care of, um, you know, my parents at the end of their life and watching those transitions and living through some of that experience kind of prompted that inward journey mm -hmm. a bit. Um, but at the same time, it gave me space to kind of figure out uh, you know, what, what worked and what didn't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I said, just reapplying some of the stuff that I already knew, mm -hmm. um, but not feeling pressure like I did when I was younger, because it used to be about, you know, hitting the gym and putting the expectations of having to have that change. And, you know, this time it was more about it being a lifestyle change rather than a five minute fix. So, mm -hmm. yeah. A lot of people want those five minute fixes. <laughs> Drink that that uh, fat burning tea. It'll make right. all your problems go away. It's like, exactly. not gonna work. Um, what have you found is the right thing? What's what's been working for you? Well, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but it does work for me. Uh, just eating cleaner, uh, whole foods. Uh, I used to be, you know, the Heineken and pizza girl. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a lifestyle for many years. Uh, but you know, there was a wide room for improvement. Um, but I was also at a point where, uh, you know, being immobile with a knee that wasn't working properly kind of mm -hmm. led down that path too. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, changing all of that and realizing that there's going to be a change in my ability to be mobile again was a big inspiration, um, Clean eating, whole foods, uh, no sugar, basically cutting out bread uh, significantly. And, uh, you know, and I find now that even a few years into it, um, that certain, uh, you know, I used to, what Aiden would call it carnivore, I would be a meat eater. Mm -hmm. um, just doesn't doesn't set well with me anymore mm -hmm. and some of that is you know the physiological changes mm -hmm. uh, of your body adjusting to the new stuff so you know I've even had to cut out some of that what so, did you what, what did you find when you started eating healthier how did you feel like crap mostly <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning it was rough <laughs> it takes time for your body there's a lot of detoxifying yeah so uh it was rough. And, you know, uh, for me and some of the life changes that I'd gone through and uh, the de detoxifying of my body and stuff, the spiritual aspect of it just was a natural place that started to kind of come in. And I wouldn't necessarily say I sought out spirituality to go read a book and research and do this and that it was more of a spiritual ass kicking mm -hmm. like here here's your stuff look at it mm -hmm. <laughs> and um you know uh some of that lifestyle change food change kind of one plays into the other in my opinion whether that's accurate or not I don't it, know no, but it, it... It certainly, yeah. it certainly does. And because I feel like when people slowly start eating better, mm. I think they're more, they have more energy. Yep. Um, they definitely feel a difference. Most of the time they're, they're way happier because they're not just, their bodies are always, you're, you're tired when you're living on the Heineken and, and, <laughs> and beer pizza. diet. Yeah. And it's, oh, I just said Heineken and beer diet. Heineken, Heineken and pizza, and pizza <laughs> diet. Um, my bad. And right. Even when you start Here I am eating that, Heineken. that <laughs> when you start eating um, really healthy, and when you do, for you know, have a cheat day and decide to drink Heineken and eat some pizza, mm -hmm. you feel it way harder than when you were consistently yeah, just eating eat that shitty diet. Yeah. Um, and it's a a good thing. I feel like it clears your head, mm. and then when you start, you're eating healthy, and then when you start working out, yeah, and even meditating, doing yoga the change is even more significant because yeah. you have you're doing like literally what your body wants and needs you to do and yeah. a combination of both like it's an amazing it's an amazing effect yeah without a doubt and what do you think that's i mean that's done for you 
It's been life changing. Yeah. Absolutely life changing. Uh, How do you it, experience the world now? Uh, much more peacefully. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it's not been one where I sit and meditate and, you know, this spiritual guru kind of thought process because, mm-hmm. you know, what I know uh, is only on the cusp of, you know, a lot of people who have spent You're years and years and years. Yeah. You know, so for me, it's just kind of peeling back the onion mm-hmm. of myself uh, and not not putting everything away from me and and just kind of reflecting back and seeing how it fits and Mm -hmm. it's really kind of cracked me open a bit and um for the better Mm -hmm. um you know i'm not interested in uh a lot of debate and um noise i don't think i've turned my tv on in close to three years now (laughs) that's gotta feel really good Mm. It's definitely much more peaceful. Although mm-hmm. my TV is on, it just has dinosaur shows on it now. <laughs> yeah, <doesn't>, it? yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you know, it, it, I, li- I, I was always a pretty calm person anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, definitely given me a shift of energy in that it's a little more self-reflective than uh, outwardly. So, Yeah, a lot of people uh, don't like to, to look into themselves take accountability Mm -hmm. um for what they're doing they want to throw it um on external Mm -hmm. issues and um like Eckhart Tolle you know talks about Mm -hmm. it's it's all your thoughts it's nothing (laughs) like I mean again like if your significant other dies that's going to be a pretty hard toll to pay but again you can look at it uh, well, that's a terrible example because there's no real positive <laughs> way to look at a significant other dying. That's an extreme example, but it, it's the small things in life. People take them to heart and don't just look on the outside and reflect like what's really going on in the situation. If they're being bullied or someone's just being rude to them, they some people just take it like to the heart and it's like that person was probably having a bad day. Right. He, might just be an asshole like why are you like that person is really just not even worth your your headspace because it's you can tell it's making you feel horrible and I feel like people don't really know how to register when when you should latch on to an idea and when you shouldn't <laughs> latch on to an idea well, pe- people are people yeah. you're not gonna change them <laughs> and I've stopped trying there's a lot of flaws right uh and, and I think for me uh you know, uh, I'm middle-aged, 53, you know, uh, younger, you know, your emotions are on the surface. You live through those. Mm-hmm. Um, you experience your life through those. And I'm in a different place where everything around me isn't emotionally charged anymore. It's, uh, I can kind of detach from that and logically go through it and if I have a certain feeling about it and then allow it to you know kind of direct me and what feels good and what doesn't feel good and Mm -hmm. honestly what used to serve me in my younger days when I was railing and fighting and struggling and pushing you know I'm painfully aware today that it has more to do with a painful upbringing emotionally than Mm -hmm. it was anything else so you know, we all do the best we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if people have judgments, I don't get too wound up about their opinion. Mm-hmm. They can have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not going to affect my life one way or the other <laughs> unless I resonate with it. Mm-hmm. And if it and if it doesn't, that's okay, too. But, um, you know, I it those things don't affect me like they used to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Um, and you said um, you're, about your upbringing, that's a lot of a lot of people are defined by their past and don't really know how to well, we escape all have one. from them. <laughs> we all have one. You know, what did you do to kind of combat that? Uh, well, it's part of the onion you peel back, mm-hmm. or it has been my process of, you know, again, I can sit back and blame this one and blame that one, or I can look at it in a way that might serve me a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, underneath it, we get into our world and we do things based on the adults who tell us 
based on the best knowledge they may have at the time and all of their wounds they have from growing up in their generation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I come from a large family, so there was almost a generation of children before I was born. So there were two generations mm -hmm. with, between me and my parents. So, um, you know, there, there, uh, there were a lot of uh, behaviors that I adopted because I felt like I thought I had to. Mm -hmm. And what I realized and, and lived through is that I don't have to accept that. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and detaching from anyone who thinks differently than that. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we're all created the same way, and we all come into the world the same way, and it doesn't matter your sexuality, your gender, what you do, how you do it. You got a degree, you don't have a degree. If you're living in a house, if you're living in the street, uh, it just doesn't matter. Uh, and, you know, for me, I used to have an opinion about everything. <laughs> you remind me very much of me when I was younger. Uh, but at the same time, learning that I, that people require, not require, but uh, have the right to compassion. Mm -hmm. And we live in a world that, you know, with everything kind of pushed in a way of judgment and opinion, mm -hmm. that that is... Um, almost you know non-existent today mm -hmm. that somehow compassion and and things have been replaced with opinions and judgments and um you know doesn't leave a lot of room for people to maneuver sometimes so we can mm -hmm. put people in a box people have tried for many years for <laughs> me um yeah you know it's uh learning to have compassion for people is a huge thing mm -hmm. and compassion for yourself mostly and, you know, you can only meet people where they are. So at the end of the day, the most important thing is having it for yourself. Yeah. And it, yeah. It's a tough struggle because, I mean, I remember going up to school and, and even now go, going through all these systems that are in place, they don't teach you compassion. They, I mean, outside of kindergarten, you're never told to share again. Um, people don't talk about how to... Um, listen to your emotions how how to i wouldn't say manipulate them's the wrong word mm. but how to how to get away from your emotions when you don't need to listen to them how to get rid of that noise inside of your head mm -hmm. you know what to do to actually grapple with the pains of life nobody nobody tells you how to do that and yeah. then they wonder why when you get out into the real world why everyone gets so depressed why <laughs> everyone's just ranting and raving at each other and it's like well because you didn't teach what you should have taught us when we were children well, and even some uh, people have grown up enough to not even know what that is for themselves either. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, we never know how lucky we are to have what we have, even from the starting point we're at. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm certainly not talking about my history in a way that, you know, is terrible in any way. But reflecting back on the things that, as a kid, that I felt wounded by and uh, you know, kids' feelings are important. And, you know, I know that now that I'm taking care of a five-year-old who has a lot of needs mm -hmm. and a lot of emotion, and that's kind of the spiritual aspect for me is, you know, how does someone like me <laughs> end up caring for a five-year-old mm -hmm. <laughs> through the universe? Because children were never in my... Mm -hmm. <laughs> scope of vision growing up as a young person you, you want know to just give a background of that real quick before we get too into it for the viewers yeah well i mean you know i'm i'm caring i can't get into a lot but i am caring for a five-year-old and uh he uh comes with some uh, emotional heaviness that mm -hmm. you know kids that get moved around have mm -hmm. and uh so at the end of the day, how does, <laughs> when I talk about a spiritual ass kicking is, how does the universe <laughs> justify fixing your childhood wounds by giving you a child that you need to take care of? Mm -hmm. So what I'm learning, aside from caring from him, is that I had to care for myself. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, it's how I need to help him. Mm -hmm. But I think at the end of the day, by looking at how much he's come into my life, 
he's helped me more than probably I've done for him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the universe works in funny ways. We don't always get what we want, but sometimes we get what we need. Yeah. And that's kind of my point of view these days. The Rolling Stones. Kind of, they yeah. Know what they were talking about. <laughs> Music's great, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. It's, I don't want to get too much into that. I, <laughs> I can talk about music for a long right? time. So but I. it certainly has um, some great viewpoints. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, people um, certainly have, I mean, like we were just talking about with what happened with Aiden, um, even myself, um, a lot of people I know, when when something bad happens to them, and it, I mean, not even bad, but just a circumstance that they didn't expect to happen, um, and that at that moment in their life, they don't handle it in the best way, and they're just like, wow, fuck the universe, or like, fuck the people around me, like, why is this happening? I'm already having like a bad life right now. My day was bad. Why do you got to right. throw this on top of me too? And it's like, it's about learning to move beyond that and realize that those things happened for a reason and it probably happened so you can grow as an individual. Yeah, I mean, that's the spiritual piece is, we're, you know, we're all here to learn life lessons. Mm -hmm. And that's what we teach each other and we're all on different paths at different levels and different journeys learning different lessons and that's where the compassion piece comes into me as opposed to having judgments about people mm -hmm. is that you know well you know whether it's about a job or income or what have you uh you know i tend to look at it through the lens of what are they showing me that is broken in me mm -hmm. that maybe i can learn from mm -hmm. Because usually if I f see that something is triggering me mm -hmm. from someone else, then it's an opportunity for me to kind of fix something that might be broken in me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, without getting into a lot of different spiritual practices, it's, um, you know, it's a big piece of what has helped me mm -hmm. get beyond myself. So, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, was, people don't realize that usually when you get aggravated or annoyed with someone you're annoyed with them because you're They're showing seeing something, you something absolutely in yourself that you don't like absolutely. and instead of you're internalizing that and changing yourself <laughs> yeah you go fuck you you're a dick well and you might like, yeah and that's not how you want we're to human yeah we're human people do make mistakes and that's Listen, okay i'm on a spiritual path but i don't have it down and <laughs> every day i you know get pissed off or you know mm -hmm. have a reaction they're there to show you things mm -hmm. they're there to you know it doesn't mean you, you saying i love you to every person on the street mm -hmm. uh, some do uh you know but everybody does their thing mm -hmm. and we're human and we have to have compassion for that too so you know it's not for anyone to tell you or me or anybody mm -hmm what they think they should be doing no. and because that enlightenment is is a constant path it's not it's not a destination you, you're never going to hear a monk say he has reached enlightenment he might be very he might be extremely enlightened but he's still always saying like there's more i can always be more enlightened i can always be more compassionate sure and that's what i like what it is about compassion because when i think you look at compassion it's about giving to you and giving to others. Whereas when you um, seek out judgment um, and put opinions on others, I think you're seek you're you're base you're seeking validation to some degree. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I just think that people are people, mm -hmm. and um, you haven't had to live what they've lived through. No. They're their journey and their pains, their wounds or their successes or what have you are just entirely different. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, their, their opinion of it is going to be very different mm -hmm. than you. And, you know, I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't mean I have to adopt it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's taken a long time to get there and feel at peace with that because... Uh, the way I grew up, uh, it, you know, there were certain things that most people adopt as feeling like what they have to do. Mm -hmm. 
to survive in the environment they were brought up in. And again, this isn't coming from a place of, you know, um, saying that, you know, abusive in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it, as a child, hurt your feelings in some way, and it's told to get stuff down, mm-hmm. then, yeah, it affects them uh, for a long time. And not being equipped to help them through that in mm-hmm. a way that's healthy for them uh, doesn't help them. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there's a lot of people in pain. Mm-hmm. And that's also what's unfortunate about this, because a lot of people do go into a situation with good intentions they Mm. do mean well Mm -hmm. however their advice is shit because the way they were raised they also believe that the advice they're giving um was good and it's just this constant cycle you know domino effect you get raised by your parents and again they probably go in it with the best intentions but what they might have learned might not have been the best way and then they teach their kids that and then listen i've got a newfound respect for parents so (laughs) especially single parents. So listen, uh, you don't come with the directions. Uh, I've been in children's lives and, and, and have helped with raising and been around kids, Mm -hmm. but never had the sole responsibility of one. And that's entirely different. Um, and have great compassion for people that live in that. (laughs) So, uh, you know, you want to take a good hard look at yourself and figure out the things that are broken, get a kid or go live with your family for a while. <laughs> You'll figure it out. Oh yeah. That'll, <laughs> if you want to figure out how to be enlightened, go spend some time with your family. Yeah. And that's certainly, that's a good thing. Figure out yeah. what, <laughs> what's wrong. <laughs> exactly. What, I mean, what else have you been doing? Like spiritually, what, what's bring, brought you the most benefit? Uh, opening up to just other ideas, you know, growing up, I kind of adopted the fact that you had to struggle to succeed. And so working hard just became what I did. Mm -hmm. Even if it wasn't productive, it's what I did because Mm -hmm. it's what I thought I had to do. And, you know, for a long time, it worked well for me. Mm -hmm. Got great success with it. (laughs) in many many ways and then you know there's a point where I'm like okay what I used to do isn't working anymore Mm -hmm. it's not fitting in my life and so what are you going to do about it and you know uh it's it's not just me anymore it's you know another life relying on you to to help them through it and the pressures of that or what I had conceived to be or perceived to be the pressures of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel that way anymore. You know, it's, it's just life and you do the best you can mm-hmm. <laughs> and it looks pretty. And sometimes it doesn't look pretty, <laughs> um, but people get through it the best they can. And, you know, we're all, we're all at that point where we've given advice that maybe, could have been handled better or whatever you know people who love you and know you and know your heart they know where that comes from and that's where we're supposed to have compassion for our family mm-hmm. <laughs> our friends and things like that but you know if it doesn't feel right then you know you're not a tree you can move out of the way <laughs> so i've moved a lot <laughs> mm-hmm. well, that's People don't realize that's an option, you know, they're in a mm-hmm. just bad relationship and they think they have to stay in that relationship for some reason. They feel like they have to fix the other person. Um, you know, that's actually a perfect example. And it's like, it's not, unfortunately, like, yeah, you do want to help that person, but it is not your job to right. fix that person. You have to let them fix themselves. Um, if, and if they continue their on their path of destruction then you just got to get out of that because it's not if Mm -hmm. it's not benefiting you um you kind of got to leave the situation well i you know again 
our background kind of paints that out for us a bit mm -hmm. um, and shows us what it's supposed to look like. And for those that it fits with and people live like that, uh, live very successfully that way, I've got no judgment about. Mm -hmm. My parents were together 71 years. I think it's fantastic for them. It's <laughs> uh, a long time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's rare. And I have great respect for it. Mm -hmm. um, I have, I also know that it's not something that I necessarily have to adopt as 100% truth for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not that there aren't great aspects of their life. Mm -hmm. But I also, uh, you know, bear witness to those people who live many, many years together not my parents necessarily, but there were aspects of it along the way mm -hmm. where you're not entirely happy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's um, kind of an expectation that if you're in a relationship, that it's your responsibility to, to be there. And, you know, that's great and part of the commitment if that's what you're committing to. Mm -hmm. But what I realize painfully is that someone else's happiness isn't necessarily your job. You can be there, and you can be supportive, and you can assist as long as it's good for both of you. But there's a point sometimes in a relationship where it doesn't become good for both of you. And, you know, people do have the right without it being some kind of judgment of, uh, you know, whether they're successful or not successful in their marriage or this or that or the other. It's nobody else to judge. <laughs> if they're doing what's right for them, then it's what's right for them. Mm -hmm. So, whatever that looks like. <laughs> people love imposing their worldview on other people. Well, they only down their throat. <laughs> they only do if you allow it. <laughs> that's true. Right. That's true. So you know, and that's part of we talk about having ownership for our life and our not. Our responsibility for a life and responsibility is part of it but I would sooner say that taking ownership of it mm -hmm. is an entirely different view and uh, you know that's that's kind of the lens that I try to look through today mm -hmm. but if I hadn't had the experiences I've had and then the people that I'm grateful for in my life uh, and those relationships I wouldn't be able to see it the way I do. So, you know, uh, you can go through it and live through your pain and react through the pain and be like, oh, that's so-and-so, this so-and-so, they did this to me. Uh, that's not my deal. <laughs> I don't want to be that person. Mm -hmm. uh, so looking at f through it from the lens of what can I learn, mm -hmm. how can I make myself better from it, works better for me doesn't always for everybody <laughs> I don't know I think it I think it could work for everyone they yeah. just they um everybody's in a different used, place <laughs> they're not they're not used to it and yeah you're right um, everyone's on a different path a different journey um, and it might take them a little while to get there right. but I think it's um certainly a place to strive for yeah for and everybody. I mean as far as the spirituality piece of it for me it's not necessarily um any one thing that I went and said, oh, I'm going to do this to help me get through. It's just a natural part of a result of the journey I've been through that mm -hmm. that is a piece of it that is more important to me today. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've, I've known religion. I've lived in it. And I don't talk as if it's good or bad. Um, in my life... It didn't serve me. It didn't feel right for me. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of it was because of the dogma behind it. Mm -hmm. But um, spirituality is m something more individual. And it can become what anybody wants it. If you want to get to monk level, knock mm -hmm. yourself out. <laughs> you know, enlightenment is, you're right, it's not a destination, but... You know, none of us are here to be angelic beings to the point where, you know, you're going to float across the street. Walk on water. Right? <laughs> yeah. 
we live in a we live in a real world mm-hmm. and so you know practicality comes <laughs> the other side of that so mm-hmm. um we were talking a little earlier about um like interdimensional beings mm-hmm. and alternate universes and things mm-hmm. like that how, how do you feel about that what is what is how do i feel about it like how, yeah <laughs> How has it helped, like, made you experience the world differently? Well, uh, it's not necessarily the topic of it that makes me feel differently of it. It makes uh, some of my experiences in my youth, I tend to think more logically and more nuts and bolts, more black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it didn't make sense, <laughs> get out my way. <laughs> I wasn't interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... It just depends on what you're open to. And that's the positive side of things that happen in your life if you allow it to, to kind of help open you up. So, um, you know, it's a matter of how you look at it. And it's all energy. And so I've lived through the process of watching people at the end of their life. I've watched people come into the world And so, you know, those journeys have allowed me to shift that whole black and white to, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't know anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The older I get, the less I know for sure, Mm -hmm. other than how I feel about something. And when it feels right in you and it's all energy, Mm -hmm. Uh, our physical bodies go, but I believe our spirits don't. Uh, and you know that's a new belief for me mm-hmm. as of the recent years um, not new to the point of I didn't believe in it before I just didn't have concrete evidence of it mm-hmm. and so I pushed it away uh, you know I think we all have spiritual gifts that we possess the ability through the energy in our body um, you know uh as far as uh, chakras, you know, our energy system that runs our body, um, you know, and it kind of translating in the interdimensional parts of our inner world and our outer world Mm -hmm. and how we integrate those into our being. Um, You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. and I know what works for me now. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's going to change as I go, but I'm open to it. I'm open to the idea that, you know, what we see in front of us isn't the end-all, be-all. And the older I get, the less I know for sure. And I know for certain that most of what we are fed on a daily basis is an illusion to keep us distracted from ourselves and plugged into a life that, you know, you can rail against or you can go with. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, some of that self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's an interesting journey, and I it opens me up to wanting to learn more and more and more. Uh, for me, learning more about astrology and, uh, you know, whether it's uh, Western astrology or Vedic astrology, uh, is interesting to me, mm-hmm. and it lends to uh, the spiritual side of uh, tarot mm-hmm. and things like that, oracle. Uh, those things have helped me uh, as kind of um, a guiding, uh, kind of a way to guide me through some energies that that when I didn't understand them, uh, through some of this spiritual change um, has given me clarity. And some people find that in religion. Some people find that in smoking marijuana. Some people <laughs> find it drinking, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, I, I don't liking it to the same thing because mm-hmm. one, but they're all energy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just depends on where you want to expel your energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are some of the pieces of evidence and um, things that made you um, start believing in this this transition in possible in a possible afterlife that there's there's a force um, that guides us and brings mm. us together connects everyone uh, I would say that I always believed it 
I don't, I didn't live a life <laughs> that I was free to express a lot of it, mm-hmm. uh, let alone live who I thought I was. So, you know, in my world, I held a lot back as a younger person and kind of hid it away from people because, uh, you know, you're not going to fit in. Uh, people aren't going to like you. Whatever those judgments were going to be, and I know that they were told to me to help what their perception was to to protect me, but it didn't. It it hurt me because I felt there was something wrong with me. And so those things through, like, looking at the past and looking at it through the lens of what's holding you back, those spiritual changes and those things that I use to help guide me have helped give me some perspective on, you know, people really do the best they can with what they have at the time. So I've learned to have compassion for myself. I've learned to forgive myself for not knowing better and holding that stuff back. You know, even a few months ago, I'm not sure that I'd be sitting here doing a YouTube video with you and (laughs) speaking it outwardly, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I'm open to new things. And I think that there are a lot of people out there probably know a lot more about this stuff than I do. I just know how it's worked for me. And um, it's a great tool. And I, I wish that I had more of the information or been felt free enough to express it early on because I had been tapped into the universe (laughs) for years um, with different messages and from spirit and I always thought there was something wrong with me what what are some of those examples that happened uh well you I was the last 10 children in my family uh my parents were older Needless to say, my mother was 42 when she had me. And so at the end of their life, uh, you know, there was a circumstance when I lived in New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I was always the child that got called home to take care of things. Although I've taken care of my parents my whole life, (laughs) even at a teenage time frame. But I think that's usually how it goes. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, You know, I had a dream and of an angel that came to me in my sleep and I knew there was something wrong. I woke up sobbing in the middle of the night, like, what the hell is that? Uh, But the strange thing about it is um, I started, I just got up. I, I thought it was something I ate from the night before because I was that interested in pushing it away from me instead of kind of letting it be what it was. And so as I'm going through this and kind of waking up to the idea that it's always been there because there have been other things in my past that have happened as well, but this is just one example. I had gotten ready for work after my shower and was on my way, and I got a call from my brother that my mother was in the hospital and that I needed to come home. Uh, So I already kind of knew from the minute the phone rang that that was part of my dream so the story is she had fallen out of bed and hit her head and was in the emergency room and I can guarantee that the angel that came to me although uh, I couldn't see a face Mm -hmm. uh, but I do remember a scent that was familiar and I know today it was my grandmother But uh, it was in a form of an embrace that I experienced in a dreamlike state that felt as real as I am sitting here talking to you. And it was a hug, an embrace that was um, a love that I've never felt before, not in this physical world. Warm. Love. That's crazy. Uh, when I talk about it and re- kind of hash it, it kind of makes the hair on my arm stand up. But uh, nonetheless, uh, there was a scent I could smell that was familiar, and it smelled like home. That's all I can tell you. 
<laughs> whatever that is, <laughs> at the time. And so I drove up here, uh, got to the hospital, and sat with my mom at, in her hospital bed. And she did recover this time, and um, we, came, we ended up taking her home. But that night, I started packing up uh, some stuff to bring home because I needed to bring a change of clothes the next day. And uh, the nurse brought out a bag with her stuff in it. And the nightgown that was in the bag was the nightgown of the person in my dream. And so uh, whether that was my mother or whether that was my grandmother, I'm not entirely sure. But today I can tell you it was my grandmother mm -hmm. in spirit coming to let me know everything was okay. And, I mean, I have some disbelief in things um, of this nature you know the paranormal just crazy um, spiritual phenomenons but I'm I'm open to it and most people just toss it aside um, like it's just heebie-jeebie mumbo jumbo mm. it's bullshit it's just a crock it's a crock of shit like mm. it's there's no way to prove it it's not real it doesn't happen and then you have an experience mm. like you just had and how do you explain that? And then people come at it with science and they're like, oh, it was just this or that. It's like, you're telling me that this was just a coincidence, that the night her your mother fell and went to the emergency room, you had a dream of an angel. You wake up sobbing. Your brother calls you. That is not a coincidence. That happened for mm. a reason. That is some uh, there are no serious coincidences. third eye, <laughs> yes. like, and people people aren't open to that that aspect of of their spirit you know and it was like you were saying earlier um you open up social media you look at your phone the news whatever it's like they're trying to tap you out of that they want you well, I think, to not be in tune i think with people yourself. want to sell a story mm -hmm. and i think that they are people that make a lot of money <laughs> mm -hmm. on those types of topics and so be it you know make money on them uh, I'm not sure that that's what the spiritual end of it is all about but <laughs> hey uh, again and if it is for them and it works great <laughs> uh, you know I, I'm not here to change anybody's mind about spirituality uh, I just know that for me and where I'm at in my life it has played a huge part in the shift and how much more clear and able and uh, a better functioning adult, mm -hmm. probably for the first time in my life. Mm -hmm. um, so it doesn't really matter what other people's mm -hmm. opinions are, right? And because you, you were experienced that when you weren't really in tune with the spiritual side of yourself. Has that grown even more since you started this? Oh, I used to get journey. I used not? to get nudges along the way mm -hmm. before that ever happened. Um, I had a brother who had passed away many years before my mom did, uh, and I was with him at the end of his life as well. But you know, uh, I wasn't allowed. Or no, I shouldn't say allowed. I wasn't. Um, understanding that it was something I could learn about. Mm -hmm. It wasn't available to me as far as an interest. You know, uh, I grew up pretty athletic kid, and I thought my parents were going to fall over when I told them I wanted to go to ski school and be a ski instructor. <laughs> They're like, oh, you got to go get a real job. <laughs> you know, you can't be a ski bum. You won't make a living. And so uh, it's interesting that, you know, you kind of get talked out of your dreams because other people don't know what that is. I know today I shouldn't have listened, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, it was meant in their way and presented that they were giving me a fact that that's what they knew. So it wasn't that they were trying to harm me. It was just, you know, <laughs> it served them. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, I wasn't, it, I didn't develop those things in a conscious way, 
but I do believe that everybody possesses that ability. It's called our gut feeling. Mm -hmm. It is inherent to who we are as human beings, whether we ever tap into it to its full capacity and, and become a monk or a priest or, mm -hmm. you know, well, someone that lives a very mundane life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, people um, don't necessarily always listen to that gut feeling, and they should because um, I've met people and even experiences in my own life where I met someone for the first time and you're like, no, this there's something not right about this person. I, I just, well, I don't know what it is, but something's telling me that the vibes he's given are not good or or she Absolutely. and then you become friends with them whatever they're a part of your life and then they do something and you're like god apparently that intuition was right and mm -hmm. i don't it's it's because on it's just not a valuable um piece of our lives in in most cultures to listen to that part of yourself because like i was people just toss it aside and say oh that's just hippie hippie mumbo jumbo yeah. it's not real there's there's nothing to it and it's like actually there is something to it well i mean you know religions are built off it mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's what we're born with it is um you know, if you want to liken it to the spiritual world, what we call natural law, you're born into this world under natural law, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so, and we're all spiritual beings. Mm -hmm. um, so whether people believe that or not, I got to take it or leave it. Mm -hmm. It's okay. <laughs> and if you look, look at a, some advanced civil, civilizations, <laughs> or even just cultures that value this sort of lifestyle, like the Egyptians and mm -hmm. um, shamans, you know, people in the Amazon that still still live like this. They're, they're very in tune with their spirit, and they teach their children how to be in tune with their spirit. Mm -hmm. And you, most of us say, oh, they're not advanced. They're stupid. They're unintelligent people. <laughs> and then if you actually research or go there and visit them you realize that they're some of the happiest most intelligent people um in the world and it's because they've tapped into this this part of ourselves that for some reason is not valued well we all lived off this earth mm -hmm. even back then mm -hmm. and so you talk about dimensional mm -hmm. beings those are other dimensions of our evolved world mm -hmm. that we live in and you know, people will either subscribe to, you know, uh, afterlife or reincarnation or not, mm -hmm. and that's okay. Um, but I believe, again, your physical body dies, your spirit does not. And so I do believe that if you didn't live in a certain lifetime and learn the lessons you needed to learn for your spiritual growth, that... You come in with a different meat suit mm -hmm. <laughs> and learn the lessons, mm -hmm. maybe from a different perspective, whether that's a different sex, uh, a different lifestyle, mm -hmm. what have you. Uh, and, and again, my personal opinion, uh, people mm -hmm. can agree or not, and it's okay. <laughs> and what um, I really value a lot about the Egyptian culture is that when you die in most other religions like Christianity, um, you get into heaven as long as you um, say you're sorry for your sins. You're like, yeah, I recognized I did this horrible thing, um, but you know, I'm better now. When in really, they never, they never actually changed, but they said that they are sorry for what they did. So God's like, okay, I'll let you in. Whereas in Egyptian culture, they believe that in order to get in the afterlife, you actually had to be a good person. You had to um, reach not necessarily a path of enlight enlightenment, but it was like you said, if you didn't um, become like the best person that you could have been in this world, then you wouldn't get to reach that. If there is an afterlife, you wouldn't be able to go into the afterlife. You would actually go back and be born again and hopefully you would be able 
to become a better person. You could go through those lessons and and become a better person. It wasn't just like a, it, it wasn't just a free pass. A lot of people, and again, you don't have to believe in any of these ideologies, but just what I appreciate is that with like, and what most people believe is you just get a free pass for being a shitty person mm. and it's like that's not how you should look at yourself it you should we're you all should gonna find out someday you should, <laughs> yeah that's very true. you're gonna roll the dice and find out uh yeah, yeah you should you yeah uh, i don't know how, how to like explain it but you shouldn't like it yeah you just shouldn't give yourself a free pass you have to own up to your behavior and try to become a better person and not just treat your um, friends and family or significant other like dog shit every day and just be like oh I'm so, like I'm sorry I'm sorry and then literally the next day you go do the same thing that you're sorry for and it's like you weren't really sorry you didn't right. even change well in my world actions do speak a little louder than words mm -hmm. um, but you know again we're all on different levels different places and you know we're here to figure out our shit from this lifetime but if it does incorporate from other lifetimes mm -hmm. <laughs> you wonder why things are as screwed up as they are because people <laughs> today can barely look at their own lives no. right so uh listen whatever level people want to believe in but i don't discount uh you know any of it i can growing up gay in a Catholic family and the last of 10 kids and six boys and there are different rules for the boys than there were the girls. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I didn't find that Catholicism really worked for my life. Um, now, some people would say <laughs> there's a reason for it based on what they feel they believe, and that's okay. I'm not trying to change people's mind about who I am and how much space I take up in the world. But for me, uh, I did watch how that nourished my mother in times of need and watched her get strength and encouragement through that religion for her life. And so I have great respect for other religions and thoughts mm -hmm. that I don't necessarily subscribe to, uh, but it doesn't mean that it isn't for someone. Mm -hmm. Just like spirituality is for someone, anyone, mm -hmm. um, as the rest. You know, we have to figure out in this life what is going to work and what isn't going to work. And again, it's just because it works for me is it doesn't mean it's I gonna go tell someone that's what they should be doing mm -hmm. right and yeah everyone's different right and I mean even I definitely subscribe to most of your ideologies but that doesn't mean just because you're you are really positively benefit benefiting from all the things that you're doing it might not benefit me right. in the same in the way same so way. it's about tweaking Absolutely. Um, and fine-tuning what is good, and good that's, for you. And that's hard. It's hard to figure out, and I don't... People don't know how to do it. Well, we, we're not taught to. Yeah. It's beat out of us. Yeah. <laughs> why, why do you think that is? I mean, why does well, our culture value the things that I personally don't think they should value? And then they... Well, that's a whole other topic. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we live... We live in this physical 3D world and have to work within the parameters of what's here. Um, I <clears throat> have a unique perspective that most of it is smoke and mirrors. And, you know, sometimes that serves me and sometimes it doesn't. Does it make me have a bad attitude with certain things? Some people's opinion might think that, but it works for me. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'm in a position where I'm not operating in this 3D world through, um, you know, fearing for my life mm -hmm. or, you know, everybody operates at a different place, but everybody's out for whatever money they can make out of it. And that's the world we live in. It's free enterprise. I have no judgment about it, but it is an illusion that we're taught 
that we have to keep pushing, pushing, pushing for may not necessarily be the case. I've had more success sitting back for the first time in my life and coming from at things through an easier approach <laughs> than I have probably pushing, pushing, struggling, struggling. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been quite an eye-opener. So there are, um, you know, other ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily feel that everybody needs an education mm -hmm. i'm not against education i think education is great i love learning new things <laughs> i can teach myself to do almost anything mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh no you have to go to school and get a piece of paper to prove that you know what you're talking about right and so to function in certain capacities in this world yes you need that mm -hmm. Uh, and if that is your ambition and that's the direction you want to go in, that's great. But it doesn't make someone who chooses to do something else any less successful mm -hmm. uh, or respected in any way. And, you know, that we don't have a lot of compassion for differences. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, Not at all. Right. And, and so it, you know, to me, it's kind of a bunch of crap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, you introduced me to Mark Passio. <laughs> I did. And for, I love that guy. If you, um, just a quick little introduction. I guess I'm going to plug this guy. <laughs> he's not paying me to do this, but he's, he is a Go Mark. great guy. Mark Passio. Um, check out his podcast on YouTube, What on Earth is Happening. I suggest listening to Demystifying the Occult. It's a three-part series. Um uh, he just gives a lecture um, literally about demystifying the occult, talking about hidden knowledge, um, why people operate, um, why, or like we were talking about that smoke and mirrors, the illusion that is I the think system. he's opening up people's perceptions on what we're looking at and how we become blind to the things that are blatantly in front of us. Mm -hmm. And uh, kudos to him. He's... Uh, introducing the paradigm shift that I think uh, kind of gets pushed away from us uh, through our world mm -hmm. um, for big business. And, you know, again, whether people agree or disagree, it's, an, uh, it's a perspective from a natural law perspective that plays into kind of a spirituality mindset that really is an important piece that I think people dismiss. Mm -hmm. And we continue to buy into the, oh my God, you know, our world's changing. And oh my God, you know, look at what the Kardashians are doing or mm -hmm. whatever that object of attention is away from who we truly are. And, um, you know, we're human. People are doing the best they can thinking that's what they're supposed to be doing. And this isn't even available to us. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it's certainly a perspective um, that if people are opening, open to listening to is an interesting point of view. So, and it really, it's, it's hard to operate on the perspective of folks like Mark Passio because his perspective is considered wrong it's considered taboo and if you look at the people who are saying it's wrong and taboo they're the ones that are benefiting it or are benefiting from keeping um his sort of sort of knowledge out of the public landscape you don't hear people um like huge public figures talking about what he talks about talking about learning talking about knowledge, always researching, changing your perspective, and seriously, just like legitimately just learning new things, stepping outside of your comfort zone. People don't well, he's, do that. He's my hero because he calls bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. people, <laughs> And I respect that. Mm -hmm. People don't really sift through the bullshit. And I mean, we're at a, a state right now where it's just information <clears> overload. <throat> And it's so hard to actually know what's bullshit 
and what's not because there's just a constant influx of information and it's like who's right who's wrong what's the real story here well his perspective that i like is that we need to be tuning into ourselves more Mm -hmm. to make better discernment about how to sift that information and that's uh really what i like about it Mm -hmm. again whether anybody does or not so and i think that's um like why the both of us kind of prescribe to the spiritual aspect of life because it really it's about bringing um everything back to yourself and that's one of the The finger gets pointed outward and it needs Mm -hmm. to come this way (laughs) yeah it's it's a big problem i don't i don't understand why people why people do it i really i don't i don't i don't understand I mean, because if I can barely look, understand my own stuff, let alone someone yeah. else's. So. <laughs> really, and I think it's a big part. Like, just I mean, I know you're you haven't been listening to the news or or anything like that, but I'm sure well, it's not like I'm people, totally unplugged and I don't yeah, know what's going on, yeah, but I don't sit mm-hmm, and watch it yeah. like I need to know. And there's this whole idea of like this this outrage culture. Everybody's outraged about everything, and. It's just, it's ridiculous. Our world's always going to survive something. Mm-hmm. You know, I, if I hadn't told you, I have a five-year-old perspective mm-hmm. and everything gives back to dinosaur talk. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, we've evolved from dinosaurs. dinosaurs. You know, you talk about Egyptian culture and the question every day is, do dinosaurs live? And I'm like, yes, they live through you every day. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Because he it. keeps them alive. You know, the conversation about them, you know, do they live in our imagination? Yes. Mm, And so in essence, spiritual aspect, yeah, they're here today. Mm. Birds are an aspect of dinosaurs on some level. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It it would be our first dinosaurs. Yeah, Mm -hmm. alligators. So the evolution of our world, Mm -hmm. (laughs) nothing dies. So That's true. There's always, it's always in us. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Man. I mean, do you have anything else that you would want to say? I mean Not unless just... there's a topic you want to head down, but um, I didn't come here with an agenda. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. I like that you don't want to push <laughs> I really like that you're you're not out here just trying to push um I mean person I I mean, I'm being a little um pushy. I think people should really uh, live the lifestyle that you're living. I see great benefit from it. I see people um, happier. They, they're more in tune with themselves, and I don't know why you wouldn't want to live <laughs> on that path. Um, but I appreciate I'm sh- that. I'm sure there are people out there to... doing far different and better than I am. Mm-hmm. So, But I appreciate that. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been a good change for me. And, uh, you know, I encourage anybody to just reach out and try what works for them Mm -hmm. do something different than what they know Uh, that's the first piece of it the rest kind of falls into place over time so awesome well thank you yeah um everybody thanks for tuning in to welcome to the world and thank you for coming on thank you Um, peace out everybody (laughs) welcome to the world